it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name's Alicia, and we are so happy to have you joining us today. Stacy. what trashy story are you bringing to the people this week? Alicia, today I am bringing the story of skateboarding legend and video game legend, if you're curious where his very large fortune mostly comes from, Tony Hawk. He popularized the sport in a big way a few decades back. And perhaps you won't be surprised to learn that the biggest name in skateboarding has not had the smoothest ride through love. Pretty sure his son was in the news recently for a high-profile marriage of his own. Yes, he was, and we will get into that a little bit as well. I also want to remind everybody that we are collecting 2024 breakup predictions. Send us your top three or your top one to trashydivorces at gmail.com. And if that couple breaks up this year, we'll send you a little prize pack from here at TDHQ. Use predictions as your email subject so we can get them all properly logged on the spreadsheet. I love it. We've already had a big, high-profile Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Boom. Predictions. 2024. Already it's, off to a grand start. I think it's going to be a big year. Toward the end of the month, I think we're going to like maybe share who the top contenders are. I love it. Okay, Stacy. I guess if we're going to skate into this story, it is time to go, go, go. All right, Stacy. I'm going to be real honest with you. I haven't been on wheels since I was about 10 sure. after my broken arm and oh yeah, sprained ankle. I was not a skateboard kid, so I know... Very little about Tony Hawk. Spill the trashy beans. Same. This is a this is an avenue of the culture and of athletics and extreme sports or whatever that yeah just was never part of my. I've I've known who Tony Hawk is since I was a kid. But let's get started. Tony Hawk, of course, is the biggest name in professional skateboarding, and for a lot of people, he's responsible for making the sport recognized and, within athletics, respected. Since the 1990s, his name and face have been associated with skateboarding. He retired in 2003, but Tony Hawk has remained relevant and continued to be a household name. This is in large part to launching a successful video game franchise, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and starting his own skateboarding company called Birdhouse. Because he's named Tony Hawk. Got it. Mm, Got it. Yeah, okay. Just, mm-hmm. In 1999, he became the first skateboarder to complete a 900, which is two and a half aerial rotations, 900 degrees, I assume. Wow. Yeah, big deal. He's written several books. He hosted a Sirius XM radio show for 15 years. He's made cameos in more than 30 movies. He has his own fashion line, he started a charitable foundation, and now he has a net worth of about $140 million. Do you know how satisfied you have to feel if you're Tony Hawk and your parents told you, like, spend time on your studies, you gotta get off that skateboard, Tony. 
What are you ever going to do with that? Yep. That's not going to pay the bills. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> He's also been on the cover of wow. People Magazine, Esquire, Rolling Stone, and The New Yorker, just to name a few. Through his foundation, Tony Hawk has funded the building of over 1,000 public skate parks. I did go and do a little Googling to see if there have been any economists looking at the healthcare costs of these skate parks, <laughs> and uh, it's not insignificant, let's say. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine it is. Yeah. He's invented over 100 tricks in the course of his career. He was the first person who was allowed to skateboard in the White House when he was invited by Barack Obama to show him some tricks. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk was also a big part of skateboarding, debuting as an Olympic sport in 2021. <laughs> and even now, well into his 50s, he still skates four to five days a week. It's way cheaper than buying a car. But Tony Hawk's life has not all been successes. Along the way to his phenomenal professional success, he's been married four times and had three trashy divorces. Fantastic. What caused the breakdown of these marriages? Well, in 2020, he told the Sydney Morning Herald that each marriage was, quote, very different, unquote. But for each one, quote, the most challenging factor remains travel and prioritizing my time. Makes sense. But he did also hint that some earlier issues may have contributed by saying, quote, there were all kinds of other elements, such as behaviors I've managed to get control of. Uh-oh. My ears are perked up. Let's uh -huh, get into right. it. He's repeatedly said that the key to his success in life has been perseverance. He believes the value of trying something over and over again and not giving up, and that this is the biggest part to achieving your goals. And he apparently applies this concept not only to skateboarding, but also to marriage. He is now married to his fourth wife, and everything appears to be going well for them at this point. But to use skateboarding terms, he had many wipeouts along the way. <laughs> Alley-oop this story. Let's do it. Anthony Frank Hawk was born on May 12, 1968, in Carlsbad, California, but grew up in sunny San Diego. He's the youngest of four kids, and as a kid, he had a huge amount of energy, and he was often difficult to manage. He was probably what we would term ADHD today, but it was 1968. His parents tried to channel him into various activities as outlets for all of this assertive boy energy, but he still had a hard time like harnessing it toward one, I don't know, endeavor. He was very smart, which along with his hyperactivity made school difficult for him. And he was frequently, I think he got in trouble quite a bit, sure, sure. class clown kind of stuff. His older brother, Steve, was a skater and a surfer and gave Tony a skateboard when he was nine years old. This is when things began to get a whole lot better for young Tony Hawk. Mm -hmm. After his parents saw how much he was enjoying skateboarding, they built him a half pipe in their backyard. Oh, sure. He was lanky and he was agile, and these were just ideal traits to master the sport of skateboarding. Hold on one second. For any listeners out there who's like, what the heck is a half pipe? I just pulled up a handy glossary oh of skateboarding terms. A half pipe is a U-shaped ramp featuring a flat bottom section between the opposing concave transitions that lead to vertical areas on both sides. I had friends growing up who had either like half pipes or just, just one 
side of it, so it wasn't a full U. The quarter pipe. Is that? I don't, I don't know. I don't. Sorry, people who know skateboarding, you are probably pulling your hair out right now. Well, people who do know skateboarding probably are, but for people who don't, mm-hmm. maybe that was helpful. We are your deeply uncool skateboarding correspondents. Okay. <laughs> By the age of 12, Tony had his first sponsorship with Dogtown Skateboards. This was not super lucrative for him. He's 12. I mean, but it was certainly encouragement that he was headed in the right direction. And this certainly got him noticed in competitions. Sure. It's just so funny to say sentences like this. At age 14, he turned pro. Wow. Right. And the next year, he was making $100,000 at the age of 15. (gasps) What? By 16, he was considered the best skateboarder in the world. In 1989, when he was 20 years old, he made over $200,000 from the sales of his skateboards. He was one of the original members of the Bones Brigade, which is a well-known skateboarding team. And with the Bones Brigade, Tony Hawk and his friends toured around the world and were met with huge crowds of adoring fans. In many countries, skating was much bigger than it was in the U.S. at the time. And these guys were treated like rock stars, right? Like they're these unbelievable young guys coming in. Doing cool tricks on skateboards. With the wheels. Yeah, the money was flowing in and their popularity was skyrocketing. All right, so this is a good spot to pause with the super successful young Tony. And when we come back, we're going to talk about his marriages. Because he did not wait. He raced on in to, to wedded unbliss. See on the flip, everybody. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alicia, I'm going to let you know that Tony Hawk married for the first time when he was just 21 years old. Oh, wow, Mm -hmm. that's young. In April of 1990, Tony married his high school sweetheart, Cindy Dunbar. He was 21 and she was 24. In the documentary, Tony Hawk, Until the Wheels Fall Off, (laughs) Tony gave some insight into a big cause of the downfall of his first marriage, saying... Quote, suddenly I'm married. I have a kid on the way. I have two mortgages. I was just thrusted into adulthood. 
And little did I know that the income wasn't going to last. Oh. You see, skateboarding has historically been a pretty cyclical sport and business that would kind of go through ebbs and flows of popularity in the culture, kind of a a fad for a few years, and then it would taper off and reassert. It was huge from 1973 to 1979, but in the early 80s, it sort of dropped off. Mid-80s, though, it starts to become popular again, and then around 1990, it would take another big dip before becoming popular again, right? Like, it's just, he happened to jump into it at a moment where it was on the rise. And then as this cycle just repeats over and over the years, which I think this is now much more leveled, largely because of him. But yeah, he rode the wave and it was about to collapse. So so now he's got a wife, two mortgages and a kid. Kid on the way. So around 1990, skateboarding was going to take another big dip before becoming popular again in the mid to late 1990s. His problem, of course, was that when Tony first experienced professional and financial success, he was really young. I mean, like like young teenager yeah. young. As a teenager and then in his very early 20s, Tony had no idea how to manage his money wisely. He just had tons of it and assumed it was always going to keep on flying in. He spent frivolously and just assumed that his circumstances would last forever. Top of the world! Then the industry went downhill, and so did his income, and really, so did the rest of his life. He said, quote, I spent like it was never going to end, and it ended quickly. My income was dropping in half every month. Ooh, that's not great. By the early 90s, there weren't really any more skating competitions, and a lot of skate parks had even been torn down. The Bones Brigade broke up. Oh, no. In 92, Tony and Cindy welcomed their son, Riley, who is the son who just married recently. And again, we'll talk about that at the end. And soon after, Cindy became the family breadwinner as a manicurist. Married to a down-on-his-luck skateboarder. skateboarder. What do you think Cindy's parents said? You're going to marry a... Yeah, their relationship became rocky and most people around them didn't understand or respect that he was still trying to make a living from skateboarding now moving into his early 20s and felt like it's time to get a job yeah go go to dentistry school dude yeah something (laughs) go get a real job is what he was told and i mean a lot of people at that moment in their lives would not tony oh no he did not go and get a traditional real job but he was taking all kinds of odd jobs to try to make things work Soon, though, they couldn't pay their bills and they were borrowing money from his parents. They had to sell their house. To handle the stress, Tony would go and skate. And this did not contribute to ease in the home. He and Cindy divorced in 1993. So three years in and out? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. There was a second marriage, though. Can't keep Tony Hawk down. No. So Tony had certainly been through some professional and personal ups and downs when he walked down the aisle for the second time in 1996. It's been reported that he met his second wife, Erin Lee, when she was his son Riley's nanny. No. Information is unsurprisingly kind of vague on this point. I think that's not something you kind of lead with when you're introducing yourself to the new neighbors or whatever. How did you two meet? 
<clears throat> Regardless, uh, it seems that whether or not she was Riley's nanny, uh, that probably was not the breakdown of the first marriage, right? Like it seems like the first marriage had plenty of problems on its own. Unclear whether... Before the nanny entered the picture. Right. In 1995... Tony's career once again skyrocketed when ESPN launched the X Games. Do you remember all the extreme sports stuff in the 90s? It was a big fad, and I know it continues to this day. I'm sure it also has up and down cycles. Anyway, the X Games were a nationally televised extreme sports competition. Skateboarding was back to being popular again and was even starting to be considered mainstream. I don't quite know what that means in the universe of the culture, but there you go. Oh, Cindy just could have held out a little longer. Right. In 1999, Tony made history when he completed his 900. Again, this is two and a half aerial rotations, and this was at the X Games. And his skateboarding brand, Birdhouse, blew up also. So Tony was back on top of the world, right? Like he's been through a dip, broke up his marriage. I mean, like he's, he's, he's grizzled now. He's, he's, his skin is toughened. He's ready for whatever the world has to he's throw. He's run that half pipe and he's... There you go. Flying. He's a thrasher. Two and a half times spinning above it. All right. So Tony and Aaron wed in September of 1996. They would have two sons together in 1999 and in 01. During this marriage... Tony collaborated with Activision, the video game maker, for what is likely the thing that really made him a household name to those outside the skating community, or if you were like me, a teenager who was like, like MTV had a lot of crossover with X Games stuff. Like, it was part of youth culture at the time. Now that I'm old, I have no idea what is part of youth culture. (laughs) Tony and Activision created the Tony Hawk video game franchise. This has been one of the most popular and best-selling video game series ever. Between 1999 and 2004, it brought in more than $715 million in revenue. That's a five-year period. That is a lot of millions. Forbes magazine says that uh, 1.4 billion copies of... There are multiple versions, but the Tony Hawk Pro thing, video games, 1.4 billion copies have been sold. Wow. Tony and Aaron, though. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, that didn't work out either. Uh, They divorced in 2004. And as he said before, he tries to stress that he's not very smart about managing his time and that this causes him marital issues. There's a lot of travel in his schedule. He told the Sydney Morning Herald that his travel schedule and obligations definitely affected his marriage to Aaron. But in the HBO documentary, Tony Hawk Until the Wheels Fall Off, that came out in 2022, he did share that there maybe was a little bit more to the story than just his busy, busy schedule. Spill it. More on that after marriage number three, January 2006. Tony marries for the third time. This time, his bride was Latse Miriam, whom he had met back in 1998 when she was a publicist working on the X Games. Subsequently, she would work as a publicist on some of his ventures before she would open her own lingerie store in San Diego and go on an entrepreneurial thing. When asked about why their relationship worked, Latse said, I think it was finding someone who had so many common interests and being able to love and support each other's interests with deeper understanding and commitment. 
We immediately, even when we were working together, loved spending time together and have been virtually inseparable since the time we got together. The pair invited 80 guests to their magical, that's in quote, wedding ceremony on the Fijian island of Tavarua, perhaps, overlooking the ocean. Well, that sounds nice. The bride wore Vera Wang. And in June of 2008, they welcomed a daughter. In February of 2011, it was reported that Tony had filed for divorce from Lotzi and was <clears throat> dating his best friend's wife. No. Apparently, he had not yet learned to prioritize marriage and family, his own and other people's, over other interests. Oh, that's you have a trashy. Look, you have a look on your face. I promise it's less trashy than it sounds, but I am so happy for that look on your face. I mean, anyway, that's just, that's messy, 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 messy. Could be. It's a good thing. We will get into this. It's a good thing his best friend is awesome. All right. Tony and Lotzi released a joint statement that said, we've made the difficult decision to file for divorce. We remain deeply committed and loving parents to our daughter and out of respect for that responsibility, we ask that people honor our family's privacy during this important time of transition. Thank you for your understanding. Alicia, what happened? Yeah, what happened, Stacey? Well, Tony had fallen in love with a new woman. Her name, Catherine Goodman. She was the estranged wife of his best friend and business partner mm -hmm. of decades, Matt Goodman. Oh, no. It just keeps getting worse. When they married in 2015, they would, Tony and Catherine. This is his fourth wife that he's still married to? Is he still friends with the, oh my God. This is so, I, this, I, this is hitting you so hard. Okay, I love it. So when they, again, they married in 2015, they will always use the phrase estranged wife of his lifelong friend. That couple had separated in 2011, seemingly around the same time that Tony and Lotzi separated. According to the Daily Mail, Lotzi Miriam discovered his infidelity when she discovered that he had booked a plane ticket for Catherine to accompany him on a trip to San Francisco. Nobody, nope, nope. Thus ending the marriage. Okay. Mm. Just because I think you need a moment to sit with this, we're going to take another break here. And when we come back, we're going to get into his fourth marriage, which is still apparently going strong. And his son Riley's recent nuptials. My word, I am a little verklempt. We'll be back in a minute, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Stacey, you landed that trick. What's <laughs> next? I'm, it's terrible. Catherine had been married to Tony's good friend, Matt, for more than 30 years. Oh, my God. The couple had two children together, but clearly in 2011, Tony and Catherine were a couple. But here's the unexpected plot twist. Matt Goodman told the media he was totally fine with the relationship between the pair. He also claimed that he and Catherine had split a long time before Tony and Catherine started dating. He told Radar Online, quote, I know people will think it's strange, but I'm totally cool with it. I had split up with Kathy over a year ago, and she started dating Tony about seven months ago. We're all trying our best to get along. Our kids are all friendly, and we don't want a bad situation. People are making it a bigger deal than it is. I knew Tony wasn't happy with Lotsey, and I hope he finds that happiness with Kathy. They've known each other a long time. <laughs> he told another media outlet, I have a new girlfriend now, and I hope Tony, Kathy, and Lotsey can all be happy. Life can be strange, but I bear no grudges. Well. You know, if you have to pick a best friend and business partner, I, you could do worse than Matt Goodman there. <laughs> you ain't getting Matt Goodman. For the win. For the win. They married on June 27th, 2015 at Adair Manor in Limerick, Ireland. The bride wore all black. Oh. Right? Well, that's interesting. Quite a choice. The groom posted a photo with the caption, tying the Celtic knot with my best friend. Aw. The blended family included Tony's four children from his first three marriages and Kathy's two children that Tony presumably had known their entire lives. And how does the couple manage their large brood? Well, I'm glad you asked. Tony says, I hate to use the word alternative, but we have a unique approach to parenting. We truly enjoy the challenges of raising children, of giving them the, the tools to make really good choices. So, yeah, I don't know if best friend Matt Goodman was at this wedding where I believe his children were. But he was a groomsman at Tony's first three weddings. Oh, my so. God. So they've known each other, like, oh, yeah, since high school. Childhood friends, yeah. Wow. Yeah. In 2019, Tony wrote a message on social media to commemorate the fourth wedding anniversary of he and Kathy and called Kathy the, quote, quintessential co-parent. And he thanked her, quote, for this wonderful ride. I never knew a real life could be so fun and rewarding all at once. Well, that's got to make your first three wives feel great when you put out a presser like that, my dude. I'm just impressed that she opted for an all-black wedding dress. That is kind of a baller move. Fashion choice. In April of 2020, Tony told the Sydney Morning Herald that he and Kathy connect on a deep level in terms of our approach to life. So apparently everything is going great with Tony Hawk's fourth marriage. However, in 2022, in that HBO documentary, he made it clear that there was more to the breakdown of his previous marriages than just his hectic travel schedule and poor time management okay, skills. Okay, I knew you were sitting on something. Go, go, go. He said, quote, I never got into skateboarding to be famous. I never thought I'd be famous. And then I was famous. And I was like, well, I'm famous now. I guess I'm supposed to do all this stuff. But it's the worst drug. It's the worst drug, fame, meaning... And it's so easy to fall into. It's crazy. There was infidelity, lying to myself about justification, 
you know, not being honest with others and not being honest with myself. He continues, a lot of other things that should have taken priority in my life, especially my kids, fell by the wayside. I had issues with intimacy already, and then I'm in this crazy scenario. I didn't like myself. I didn't like the choices I was making. And that started to spiral worse and worse. I'm going to distract over here. I'm going to anesthetize with this. And it was just like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just be content? Mm. So it does seem like Tony has finally arrived at a place in his life where he's willing to do the necessary work on himself in order to have a healthy and happy marriage. Well, I'd hope so. He's 55, for goodness sakes. And, and also lighten up on himself a bit, perhaps, and kind of pick his own path instead of doing what he thinks the world thinks he should do. I mean, when you've got video game millions, yeah. like, I'm not saying money buys happiness, but money certainly alleviates a whole lot of stressors. Okay, this is actually something that has been studied by economists. <laughs> It won't make you happy. No, there is a dollar figure, though, that but makes it you happy. It sure it's... won't make you sad if you can get your bills paid. I want to say in the U.S. it's $170,000. Like, if you can get $170,000 a year. You're probably not You're just, you're going to... Pretty con Yeah, you're probably pretty content. Magic. I could be wrong on that number. We'll look that up. I'll put it in show we'll notes. Put it in dumpster dive maybe this week. Okay, back to the story. Of course, though, there is no undoing the damage that had been done already, Sadly, his kids experienced some of the poor choices that Tony had been making, especially his oldest son, Riley. He acknowledged that in the documentary, saying, Riley was with me through all of my relationships and challenges and turmoil. Riley had a rough upbringing with a lot of different co-parents and half-siblings, and he just went along with it because he obviously didn't have a choice. My other kids, they only saw one relationship or two relationships, and they were like, oh, this is your pattern, this is what you do. I didn't know how to live in my own skin, how to like myself, and I didn't know how to be a husband or a father that I would be proud of. The good news is that Riley has followed in his father's footsteps as a skateboarder. He's a professional street skater, as opposed to Tony's uh, vert style of skating. I believe one of those involves 900-degree flips in the air, uh, the other maybe less. <laughs> in January of 2022, Frances Bean Cobain, the daughter of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, announced that she and Riley Hawk were in a relationship. Frances had previously been married to Isaiah Silva in 2014. It was a very short marriage. It was a very contentious divorce. On October 7, 2023, just a few months back, Francis and Riley tied the knot in Los Angeles in a ceremony officiated by R.E.M.'s Michael Stipe. Mazel. How does that even happen? I no clue. Okay. On December 6th, 2023, Tony honored his son by posting, Happy 31st to this wonderful, talented young man. I'm thankful that he found the love of his life and a healthy, disciplined approach to adulthood, and that he is inspiring his younger siblings by example. Well, this is a very wholesome little story. Super lovely. Also, street skating mm -hmm. is a skating style that uses street furniture, such as curbs, benches, and steps to perform tricks. Okay. Yeah, I think I, that makes sense to me, just based on what I saw on television as a teenager and young adult. Alicia, that's Tony Hawk, whose video game series, again, has sold something like 1.4 billion copies and whose influence on American culture, aside from in athletics and business and video games and fashion, 
can certainly also in part be estimated in healthcare costs. There's a 2007 paper looking at this in the state of California. At the time, average medical expenses due to skateboarding injuries were about $3,200. Oh. But if you were above the age of 26, that number went way up. Way up. So, friends, careful out there. Stacy, that was steezy. You want to know about this term? I am so happy that you looked this up. That Ani. was tote steez. You have a handful, literally, because you're holding your phone, you I have am. a handful of skateboarding terms in your hands. That was steezy. The term steez or steezy is the combination of words style and ease, meant to praise a stylish and perfectly executed trick or maneuver. Steezy. Steezy, babe. Steezy. Well, you know what? Now that we're back for season 21, let's try to have a steezy season. <laughs> you got any trash cans? I don't, actually. I feel like this ran the gamut. I feel like Matt Goodman took all of the trash out of this story. It's Matt very Goodman weird. Goodman make it a halo or yeah, something. Matt, yeah, halos for Matt Goodman. And it, I mean, it does sound like he and Kathy. I mean, again, they've known each other. For many, many years, it sounds like it's probably a very good foundation. That's rad. <laughs> Any more? Any more words of praise from your phone? I'm just saying, I do love a gnarly. Oh, oh gnarly. So gnarly. That was so 90s, yes. We you know what a goofy foot is? No. A skater that rides with his or her right foot forward. But none of those have been my favorite term. My favorite term that I've found so far is fruit boots. Which is a derogatory expression for inline skates and rollerblades. Fruit boots. Fruit boots. <laughs> I love it. Stacy, thanks for bringing us that. That was gnarly. You're so welcome. Uh, I do want to mention, before we get to all of the closing business, that Trashy Divorces is now on the Cameo service. And so if you have a friend, perhaps, who is going through a tough breakup and could use some moral encouragement from... Trashy divorces, like, hit us up there. We don't quite know how to use it yet, but, you know. You be, could be our first. Be gentle, and we'll work it through with you. We could sing you a song for your birthday. Oh, you don't we want that. cheer you... for your divorce. Well, it's cameo. You tell us what you need, we do it. Well, that's true. But definitely you don't want us singing. How would any? <laughs> how would anybody know what to do? What do you, where, where should they go if they want to get their own cameo greeting from us? So just download the Cameo app to your phone. Pretty sure it works on Apple and Android and everything you could have in your pocket. And then just search for Trashy Divorces and there we will be. And I think you're going to add that link to our TrashyDivorces.com website as well. So you could... I already have. Oh, fantastic. Well, there you go. Yes. So if you want to hear from us, we can Cameo for you. Sure. If you need to hear more of us, which we love, don't forget we always have way more going on over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. I did just yesterday post a follow-up in a what's between Alicia's ears where we got a little bit more into Greg Allman from Wednesday's story. Sure. And listeners, what you won't know because this will be edited out is that while we were recording, Alicia's mom called to talk through <laughs> some of the finer points of the songs that Alicia mentioned. We got dumpster dives rolling. That's going to happen for you Monday. We got a bunch of stories coming in that about previous Trashy Divorces alums. We also have other podcasts. Alicia, you do a thing on Mondays. I do. Done and done for any of my true crimers out there. We are getting into Robert Evans and the Cotton Club murders mm. this week over on Done and Done. 
And for anybody who, again, loves Netflix's The Crown, over on Trashy Royals, which drops on Thursday, we are knee-deep into the Mountbatten. We are meeting the Mountbatten's. We covered Princess Alice. Mm -hmm. This past week, we got a few more Mountbatten siblings in our loop this week. And what I can guarantee is that it is all trashy. Trashy Royals is doing really great. And thank you. I know a lot of listeners are Trashy Divorces listeners. And just thank you for making that show a fairly successful little, little project of ours. It's nice. Thanks for making this show a fairly successful little project. That too. We are so thrilled to be back for season 21. I'm going to be back on Wednesday, I think with a little bit of old Hollywood and one y'all have wanted for a very long time. In the meantime, you'll catch us on Patreon or on our other shows until we meet again, darlings. I hope that you will keep your hands clean, especially in this time of winter crud. I hope you will keep your hearts trashy and land every trick and not be a poser. Steezy? Was that the word? Steezy! Yeah, don't be a poser, be steezy. Yeah, y'all stay steezy out there. (laughs) Keep it steezy. Stay steezy. Bye, everybody. Big love. (laughs) And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us. Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.